It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. There's no escape from my next guest. He's Jason Egan from Egan Escape Productions, who created the two largest escape rooms in the country, Saw Escape Room and the newest one, Escape Blair Witch. For everything about these two escape rooms, go to sawescaperoom.com and escapeblairwitch.com, and you can follow the rooms on Instagram at official Saw Escape Room and at Escape Blair Witch, and you can follow Jason personally at Jason Egan Fright. And Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. A lot of fun talking with you because you've always intrigued me by the fact that you're into this fright stuff. Were you frightened as a kid? You know what? My whole life, I've been into horror movies and uh, scaring people and setting haunted houses up in my yard, my uh, my mom's yard and such. I mean, it's it's always been a passion of mine. And, you, and you're right. When I was in uh, fifth grade, I actually ran out of a haunted house scared. And uh, that was back in Omaha, Nebraska, where I'm from. And that kind of intrigued me to, like, face this fear. Like, what was this that, that sent me out running out scared? And uh, from that point on, I kind of loved scaring people and, uh, you know, really got into haunted houses, horror, and, and collecting props and everything else. I mean, it's, it's been quite the journey. And, and my mom always told me, she's like, go to school, become an attorney. You're not going to make any money doing this. She's changed her tune since. <laughs> it just seems odd, too, that you're from the Midwest, which you don't think of as a scary part of the country. You know, the Midwest treats haunted houses very seriously and um, takes them very seriously. And, you know, there's some of the best haunted houses in the world in the Midwest. I mean, Kansas City, Missouri, I remember going as a kid. They had two amazing haunted houses called the Edge of Hell and the Beast. The Edge of Hell had a five-story slide at the top of it. You know, once you made it to the top, you know, to heaven, then you, you know, slide down to hell. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, you know, those, those places intrigued me and got me into what we're doing. But, yeah, the Midwest takes it very seriously because they're not like Vegas where we don't, you know, they don't have Bruno Mars on one corner. <laughs> and got, you know, the Raider Raiders right, performing and then right. you got Celine Dion. You know what I mean? Where we have so much entertainment here. I mean, the Midwest, when, when Halloween pops up, you know, I mean, it's a big deal to get out and go to a haunted house. So, yeah, they treat, treat them very seriously. I mean, my friend Ben Armstrong has one called Netherworld that's been ranked, I mean, unbelievable. So then these guys, you know, they've done it their whole lives, you know, and a lot of them are just as passionate as me. And, and you know, they love what they do. And that's, that's the most important part where I, where I really enjoyed my entire life doing this creating stuff because it's a passion it's a hobby it's my work you know and uh and now because of escape rooms it's kind of allowed me to do this stuff year round and it, it was kind of a way for us you know guys in the in the haunt industry and halloween industry to figure out a way to do something year round and to keep people employed year round too so it's, it's been great yeah i want to talk about your two escape rooms because i've been into what i would call normal escape rooms if that's a way of describing them but yours are more immersive, and I want to get into that in a few minutes. But your background still intrigues me even more because I have this image of you as a, as a kid having these nightmares that others don't. Like, in other words, you're stuck in a room. Did yeah, you ever well, it, do you have those kind of dreams or nightmares? No. The weirdest thing about my nightmares and in, in current nightmares now, and I it, literally up to two days ago, 
is having a crappy haunted house or an attraction. That's my nightmares, not being able to succeed and to do what I do best. And, and that was back when, you know, 98, you know, 99, when I was going to college and stuff like that, when I had a haunted house then too. I mean, same thing. I always, you know, my dreams and nightmares were totally different than anybody else's. They were not, you know, all about not succeeding in the industry and not succeeding in a project or not getting a project done on time. So, yeah, it, I'm, I'm different. That's for sure. So your nightmare is really lack of excellence. Yeah, that's the truth of it. You know, I mean, it really is. And I've always, you know, I think that's why the studios love working with me because they see our attention to detail. They see my drive. And, uh, you know, I see what we've accomplished. I mean, you know, we took Saw and made it the number one uh, escape room in the nation in 2018, you know, by USA Today. So that's, that's huge. Right out of the gate, you know, people absolutely loved it. And that was the first escape room that I had ever built. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to up the bar with it. And, and that's what we did. And my gosh, the projects we're working on now, I mean, that's all we do is I, I keep trying to beat out what I did the last time. You know, I want to keep going up. I never want to go down. I want to keep going up from there and set my own bar and you know, beat my own goals and stuff. For people who have never been in an escape room, could you tell us a little bit about what the concept is? And then, of course, we can get into specifics with the two big ones that you have right now. I also have an idea for you, which is, since you're from the Midwest, the next escape room concept will be the maze escape room. There you go. Like a corn maze? Or yeah, like exactly. That, you know? you're, you're stuck in there, and you can't get out unless you follow the clues. Yeah, those, and the, let me tell you, you get in the middle of a corn maze, it's the truth. You are not getting your way out. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you're, you're, you better be paying attention to the sun and everything else, or if it's night, you're done for. You're oh, man. Out. Frightening. But... Uh, but yeah, so the, the traditional escape room would be, you know, you are uh, locked in a room with a group of your friends, and you have X amount of minutes to get out, and uh, you have clues and puzzles that you have to figure out throughout the, the way to make it to the next step. Some of those escape rooms are one room, um, some two, and at the most usually I ever see is three, and, uh, you know, you, you're in there for anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour you know, having fun with your friends and, and trying to figure out these puzzles. And, and the fun part, what I like about escape rooms in general is it, it, it forces you to turn your phone off and pay attention to your friends and uh, and have a good time. And that's something I really like, you know, that your your attention is on your, your, your the people that you're with versus, you know, your telephone or, or whatever. Because I think that's where, that's what's happening in today's society so much. And, I mean, you see it every day. You go out to dinner, you know, with your friends and you see – this person's on their phone, this person's on their phone, this person's on their phone. You know, you feel, uh, Jerry Seinfeld says it best in his bit, you know, I feel to get their attention, I should step outside of the restaurant and call you. Exactly. He does that bit in his, uh, in his show. And, you know, I know this, I've heard it a million times because we, my family actually produces Jerry Seinfeld. So, you know, love, love him to death. So, yeah, he said that bit. And even though it's a funny bit, it's a true bit. And that's what I like about, you know, escape rooms is they force you. Same with the haunted attractions and stuff like that. They force you to get off your phone for, for a little bit and uh, pay attention to the people you're with. Because I think that's, you know, where we're lacking as a society, you know, this technology. And I think that's where we're lacking with kids, too. I mean, you know, the days of, you know, even in my neighborhood, I barely see them outside playing with their friends. You know, even in this beautiful weather, I still barely see them because they're probably on the phone. They're probably online on video games and stuff like that, I think there has to be a happy medium. And I think escape rooms and immersive attractions have helped in that way to, to force you to get out there and participate with your friends, talk with your friends, and, 
interact with them. So. And, and problem solve with them as well. Absolutely. You learn how smart your friends are, too, at that point. Yeah, you know, or, you or how, perhaps how not. How well you work together. Yeah, or perhaps <laughs> not as smart as you thought, but. But, How did you decide to come to Las Vegas, or why did you decide to come to Las Vegas initially? I know that you were responsible for our listeners who may not know for the Fright Dome in Las Vegas at Circus Circus, but how did you decide to put it all together and come to Las Vegas as opposed to any other part of the country? Well, so what I did, it's a great question, because what I did is I did research. I had a haunted house in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Lincoln just wasn't enough for me. So I wanted something bigger. So I, I'm like, okay, well, you know, Lincoln had 200,000 people. It was never going to grow at the pace that I wanted it to grow. It doesn't have the tourism. It's an amazing town, but it wasn't where I wanted to end up. So I looked for all these cities across the country, did a ton of research, traveled all over the place, and did research as to where had a lack of Halloween. And so I came across Las Vegas, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, I was shocked to see that they had no real, what I would call a real haunted house, you know, you know, as far as like going into a structure or a building or anything, they were just setting up these trailers in grocery store parking lots. And I'm like, wow, for a city as high tech as Las Vegas, this is crazy. You know, I can definitely compete in this market versus going to like a, like a Georgia where my friend Ben sets up in a 60,000 square foot facility and got, you know, 10 years on me over there. So I'm not going to go compete with him. Hey, he's a friend. And then B, I'm not going to go take that on when I'm fresh into this industry. So, you know, I came to Vegas and started a, started a haunted house here in an old ballroom, an abandoned ballroom that was allegedly haunted because there'd been a murder there and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, so I started that ballroom haunted house and it was, it, you know, people loved it. You know, it was 10,000 square feet, you know, much bigger than trailers and uh, much better because we had control of the sets and stuff like that. And, and people absolutely loved it to death. And then that's when Circus Circus approached me that year. And it kind of went you know, all, all crazy from there. And, and we would probably still work, be working with Circus Circus. I had a 15-year lease with them, and I would probably still be working with them. But uh, unfortunately, you know, against my will, MGM Resorts decided to sell the hotel to, uh, to Phil Ruffin. Phil Ruffin's a great guy, don't get me wrong. But his vision just seems different than uh, than what we had in mind. And, uh, you know, Halloween events are difficult to run, and they take time and effort and stuff. And, uh, you know, not that Fright Dome wasn't doing absolutely amazing. You know, it was. They had decided to sell the hotel, and then, you know, they couldn't renew my lease uh, without putting a, a gazillion clauses in it as to, you know, they can get out if they sell the hotel. So kind of at the, that point, I knew they were selling the hotel. And so, yeah, yeah that, make, so that makes sense. But it was such a big part of Halloween. Huge. Yeah. In Las Vegas, particularly. And people would would come in. I'm sure you got both locals and visitors as well. All all over the world they came for it. And that doesn't mean I'm done with Halloween by any means, because we actually did a a socially distanced Halloween event uh, last year, you know, because nothing was going on. And I'm like, okay, I talked to the city of Las Vegas, told them my ideas, and, and we're like, let's do this because people had to get out of the house and I had to get them out of the house safely. So we did a socially distanced Halloween event called Bright Ride, and you know it was uh, you know turned out amazing. So we are going to do another Halloween event. I just as in everything we do, as we talked about, things having to be perfect and and everything, it has to be right. It has to be excellent. You know what I mean? I can't come, I can't uh, like the Paula Lab dual song. You know, two steps forward, three steps back. I can't, I can't do that. I have to do things correctly i have to take uh you know multiple steps forward and and beat what i did before in the past and what does that take that takes time you know we've got 
multiple attractions. I can't say what they are yet, but we've got multiple attractions. We've got three more attractions that we are opening up by the end of 2022. So it's we have a ton of stuff on our plate. And I'm also realistic, and I know how much I can accomplish in a year as well, too. And, and just because a haunted house is only 20, 21 days of the year, that doesn't mean it doesn't take six to eight months to plan it and execute it. So, you know, it, 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 the business makes as much as a normal business in an entire year, but it also takes darn near as much time as a normal business does in the same in an entire year. So that's the that's the thing. I mean, I used to get the question all the time, like, oh, how is it to only work one month of the year? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. know. I because literally Fright Zone was planning, we were planning November, you know what I mean, for the next year. So it's like, nah, I wouldn't know what, what it takes. to. So, so like I said, I, I like the year-round businesses a lot. I, I love them. And, you know, they're great. But uh, like I said, I'll give the trailers, I'll give the trailers another year. Let them, let them generate some business because that's what we've noticed too. That's the most unique thing we've noticed. So Fright Zone was like a 36 to $42 ticket price. And so when I left the market, these trailers are now at $50. Amazing. I was, in, I was in shock. So it's like, you know, supply and demand, you know, they're taking advantage of this time and then more power to them. They're doing it. But, uh, you know, like I said, we'll give them another, yeah, I'll give them another year or two, you know, and we'll, we'll see. But I, we're, I'm thinking we'll definitely be back hundred percent by 2023 with something insane. And, it's, and we're actually planning it and going over it. But, you know, again, I want it to be right. I want it to come out with a bang. I want to blow people away when they see, you know, what what we create as in anything we do. You know? And you don't want to have nightmares that it's not excellent. So exactly. Yeah, I yeah, got you. I don't, I don't want that because then, like, then in the real when it really in when it's not finished, you know, and it really is, you know, then I'm not even sleeping at that point. So yeah, you know, I want to make sure that we're good and uh, and doing that. But yeah, we have we have some projects. Some of the projects I've done that you just like truly dream projects, projects I never thought that we'd have the opportunity to work with. You know, I mean, I never thought Mark Berg and, and Oren would uh, give me the rights to their Saw movies along with Lionsgate. And they did. They did. They gave it back to me back in 2009 for The Haunted House. And then they gave it to me once again in 2018 for now for our Saw attraction. So Amazing. I have to pinch myself all the time. Like, is it is so many things, you know, and I keep, I keep, you know, like, did I ever think Michael Jackson was going to come through one of my attractions? You know, did I ever think Stevie Wonder, you know what I mean? We're, we're at the escape room, we're at Saw one day, and Billy Crystal is there. You know, no notice, no nothing. A little Nossy, or have it pronounced it, you know, that, that amazing rapper, you know what I mean, was, you know, came through Saw. I mean, so many cool people. And it's not that I'm celebrity starstruck. It's just these are talented people that have also accomplished great things, you know, much further than me and they choose to come to my attraction that's that's pretty amazing that they actually choose to come to us and to visit my thing something that i created so you know someone so talented you know david copperfield a dear friend of mine one of the most talented magician of our time that may come to my stuff calling me and we developed a friendship over the years it's like i remember when i was a kid on stage with him you know what i mean doing a card trick hoping that i didn't screw it up now we're buds yeah it's amazing how life works in terms of the escape rooms, what's the psychology behind escape rooms? I know you talked a little bit earlier about you're able to work with your friends, put your phones down and communicate, but what's the psychology behind the escape room? What is the appeal 
to people who have never been in one. And yours, again, it's the Escape Blair Witch and the Saw Escape Room. Both of those are immersive experiences. So people going into that are looking for what? Well, in, in mine specifically, you know, you're now a part of the film. So that's what I like. You know, you saw the film on the big screen and now you're immersed inside of it. So my sets are actually better than the film sets because in a film you can hide multiple angles because the direction of the camera, how you're shooting it and so on and so forth. But mine, you are truly 360 degrees immersed around you and it feel like you're part of the film. So that's truly what I believe my customers want. They want to feel like they are a part of the Saw film. They are a you know, a participant in Jigsaw's game and they have to figure their way out. Same with Blair Witch, you know what I mean? You are the witch, the Blair Witch movie, you were all about escaping the witch's clutches and getting out because you were kind of in this, this realm, you're stuck in the forest or you're stuck in the, you know, you're stuck in the witch's house and so on and so forth. So it's all about escaping that witch. So that's, that's what they like. And they've seen, like I said, most of my customers have seen both the movies and, uh, you know, they, they love it because of the realism, you know, that we've created. So I, I think it's that ends that adrenaline rush you get with having only so much time. I mean, Saw, unlike most escape rooms, you, there's 13 different rooms, seven of them you have to escape and you've got short timers on the room. So what I call short timers in, in typical escape room, you see that 60 minute timer. Well, mine, you have anywhere between seven and 10 minutes on a timer for that particular room. So it gives you that adrenaline rush the whole way through. So versus because, you you know, when you're in a 60 minute timer and that first 45 minutes, you know, on that timer, you don't have much of an adrenaline rush. It's not very exciting. So we decided to take it in a totally different direction and do a bunch of short timers throughout it. So you win. You know, you can win that room or you can lose that room, but you still progress on to the to the next room and get to see the entire attraction. Now, I'm assuming I'm assuming in your both of those escape rooms, unlike other escape rooms that I've been in, I haven't been to yours yet, but I plan to go. But in yours, I assume there's because of the theatrics and the scenery, but there's also the sound effects and or lighting effects that help contribute to the adrenaline. Oh, absolutely. We are loaded with sound and light in ours. I mean, it's just amazing. Blair Witch is, Blair Witch will just blow you away. I mean, it's so unbelievable, you know, the sounds and the lights and the fog and the smells and everything in Blair Witch is just, it's just mind-blowing when you're in there. The sounds actually do a lot of the scaring for you in Blair Witch, so it's pretty pretty amazing, you know, when you're walking through Blair Witch and you get to hear, like I said, all that and feel the sound in there. So, yeah, it, it all... It takes all of those elements to completely immerse you into it. Now, of course, in Jigsaws, it's not going to be as loud because you're in his uh, abandoned meatpacking plant. So you're going to have the natural sounds of what you would hear, water dripping, you know what I mean, steam, this, that, and the other. So that's what you hear in that Blair Witch. You're hearing the witch, and you're hearing the thunderstorms and stuff. So a little different. So everyone is tailored for what it actually is and to make it as realistic as, as humanly possible. I wonder as an extra attraction for the meatpacking aspect of it, maybe create a little aroma of rotting meat to really make people get into the Ooh. moment. We actually, we actually have it. Don't you, uh, you it's a great idea. Uh, we've got a like, cause yeah, we've, we've got a smell called slaughterhouse. Oh. Yeah, we, uh, we give it a, what I call a fresh squeeze of it every night. We spray it on all the meat and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's 
definitely uh, it'll get you right off the bat. And then, and then, then it settles down a little bit. But yeah, we definitely got Slaughterhouse in there. <laughs> see, I wasn't even in it yet, and already you've completed my request. Yeah, you can imagine what smells we have in the bathroom. Yeah, oh the, yeah. The, the, the saw bathroom. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty intense, you know. But that's, that's what makes people, you know, all those smells and stuff, that's what makes people immersed. You know, your body is feeling more immersed as you're going through. You sure, know? and you're in a 3D environment as opposed to watching something on a two-dimensional screen. You're in a 3D environment because you're in, you're in the actual set. Well, and, and that's what, you're exactly right. And our set is like no other set. I mean, you, you've been to sets where you could tell it's a set. I'm sure you've seen it, whether that's a haunted house or whether that's a little Christmas set or whatever it is, a television set. Ours looks like you're really in a 70-year-old abandoned meatpacking plant. You know, you, you feel really like you're in there versus like some flat walls and stuff like that that you can see, you know, the tops of them and stuff, you know, this is, this really feels like you're really there. You know, I mean, the layers and layers of paint, and it's not just one layer of paint, it's 12 to 15 layers of paint in there. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And so, as yeah. you said earlier, you spend a lot of time putting it together. Well, you were talking more about the, the, the fright dome in terms of working all year round, but even in these two escape rooms, you're, I'm sure, working around the clock on it always in terms of maintenance and adding new features and discussing with your staff how to make it even more effective. Absolutely. I've got a, a building engineer that's nonstop on maintenance, you know, five days a week. And then we also have someone that's constantly designing and tweaking puzzles to make things better. What's not working, you know, what could we improve? What could we add? So that's something that I've just always been good at is, you know, constantly changing things. And then we get a lot of repeat business. So, we definitely want to change things as well, too, for that repeat business. Have you had anybody from either of the two films visit your escape um, rooms? Saw we have. So Saw we've had Tobin Bell, star of the film, Jigsaw. He's come down, and then the producers have come down as well. And then the director of, of my favorite Saw films, uh, Darren Lynn Bowsman, has come down to Saw as well. So, I mean, yes, we definitely have... Um, Blair Witch, the only ones are just landscape right now. So we have not had anybody from Blair Witch, but we hope to, you know, I mean, and it'll, it'll happen. Just give it some time. But keep in mind that we opened Blair Witch during a pandemic. So, right. I mean, that, right. that definitely uh, it puts a wrench in things for sure. But uh, yeah, Tobin, Tobin helped me record. Tobin was nice enough to come in the studio with me and record all the voiceovers for Saw which is you know, unheard of. I mean, it was so cool to be in the studio recording with Tobin Bell. I mean, that was just like a dream come true. And like I said, Mark Berg brought, you know, Mark Berg, the producer, flew down on his private jet and checked out, you know, with his friends and absolutely loved it to death. So, I mean, it's just, it really is, a, you know, it's, it's been a great ride so far. And that they keep putting out Saw films as well, too. I mean, the brand is so iconic and they keep, you know, they just did a Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson spinoff of the Saw films. So they just keep putting out the content, putting out the content, which is which is amazing. It sounds like rather than living your dream, you are working your dream. That is very true, you know, and it's, and it's it, it continues at my house. I've got my office is like a museum of, of amazing horror props and stuff like that. I mean, it's just there's it, there's a little episode online called Collection Complete. There's two of them, and you can see my house and uh, the chaos that's here. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean. Uh, it's definitely, uh, it's, you know, and I'm thankful 
that have a girlfriend that's into horror, you know, stuff <laughs> like that too. Because a lot of you know, go out on date and they come here and they're like, "What? What is this?" You know what I mean? You you have a Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, pinball machine in your house, Halloween pinball, Rob Zombie. You know, they look at us like they're like you know. So so it takes a special person to to you know to be with me as well too because you know I, I truly love horror. I couldn't live in a house without. A, a touch of horror and in my case i've got a whole huge office of horror and museum and stuff because again you know i always tell people you know you you know, do what you want to do you know you only live once and i say it all the time i was telling it the other day because people are like god you can't take on these projects you know take on a lot of stuff i'm like yeah i do but again you only live once you're only here one time life is short you know what i mean yep, make the best is. of it do everything you can possibly do because there's no do-overs you know what I mean? That we know of, that I, that I know of. Maybe there is. Maybe, maybe my soul is going to go into someone else, and I will have a do-over. I don't know, but I'm treating it like there's not, and I want to, uh, like I said, I want to create and accomplish everything, and I want, I want to, I want to put my stamp here and, and say that I did something. You know, and uh, you know, even as of like two weeks ago, people, you know, I'm at the Halloween store. People are like, "What are you doing, Fright Dome again?" You know, I mean, so we get so many people that recognize, you know, me from over the years of doing these these killer things and uh you know and that 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 gives me drive as well too that people loved my stuff so much that you know they want me to continue to do it and we will you know we'll continue and uh, it's for me it's for them it's to give people a good safe entertainment choice and that's what we'll continue to do do you ever get a good night's sleep um not the best but we i do pretty good i've been doing better lately especially with covid and stuff like that because I, I want to make sure that my body is in tip-top shape. So I, I try to get as much sleep as possible because I, I feel that sleep is important to stay healthy and stuff. So I, I always vitamins, you know, as much sleep as, as humanly possible. I mean, when I mean, I mean, a great night's sleep for me is like six to seven hours. So, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing great with that. I so, get the feeling yeah. that when you wake up, you're immediately in third gear. Yep, absolutely. Got yeah. to gotta roll. You I never know, get I mean, out yeah. of first gear, but I, I could tell you're, <laughs> you're already in third gear when you get up. But you, as a result, you get all this accomplished. Do you start to get folks from Lincoln coming in and saying, hey, we didn't realize you were going to create this? I have. I've had old uh, friends from high school. I've had people from, from Nebraska and stuff come through, and they, they absolutely love it. And it's, you know, even the team that we have now, I mean, is just unbelievable. I mean, we, I've got a person on our team that was uh, one of Lionsgate's former creative directors. I've got a person on my team that was, uh, you know, a former executive vice president of Station Casinos Marketing. I've got a Disney, actually, uh, I've got one Disney Imagineer on my team. I mean, we've got so many amazing people that we're, we're, I'm realizing now in order to grow faster, I've got to increase the size of the team and leave some of the creative up to them too, because there's only one of me and I can, I can only do so much. You know, I've got some of the best we've uh, We have a shop in Pennsylvania as well too, a 20,000 square foot shop in Pennsylvania that we build that because it's, it's, it's more cost effective to build out there. It's more cost effective to have a 20,000 square foot shop and they have more real items. Good luck picking in Vegas for, for realistic antiques and stuff like that. It's, it's few and far between. So, you know, I'll, I'll fly back east often and we'll go picking and stuff and then we'll build our whole set in the Pennsylvania shop and then we'll, we'll move it here. So it's, it's an interesting uh, process we have. I mean, it seems like a long distance away, but I mean, Rent in Vegas is four times what it is in uh, what it is in Pennsylvania. 
That's so, interesting. I, I would have thought it would have been the other way around, but I guess it, yeah. Yeah, it was and, small, small town, Chambersburg in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know it's, it's much more cost-effective for, for that, and that's, that's just what we do. And, and like I said, I mean, the same prop, let's say I'm looking for an antique chair, you know, I could pick up for $30, $40 in, in Chambersburg. You know, I'm going to be paying over 200 here in Vegas. So it's definitely more cost-effective to ship things. So, Well, my last yeah. suggestion to you is that your next escape room would be Escape from Lincoln, which you did already. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, love, love Lincoln to death. Uh, love uh, love Nebraska <laughs> football. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing town. There's something very charming about the Midwest. And uh, they're good people, amazing people. Love them. But, you know, I, there's also something absolutely iconic and, and super cool about living in the city of entertainment, Las Vegas, and, uh, you know, wowing people from all over the world and entertaining the 40-plus million tourists that come here yeah. and you know, giving them something super cool. To no experience. doubt about it. And that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been Jason Egan from Egan Escape Productions. He created the two largest escape rooms in the country, Saw Escape Room and the newest one, Escape Blair Witch. For everything about these two escape rooms, go to sawescaperoom.com and escapeblairwitch.com. And you can follow the rooms on Instagram at Official Saw Escape Room and Escape Blair Witch. And you can follow Jason personally at Jason Egan Fright. Jason, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me and uh, looking forward to doing it again. Absolutely. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Yeah.